This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Eli Mandel, and he talks to me about his love of Jackie Chan. I am admittedly a newbie when it comes to viewership of Jackie Chan films, but Eli rolled with it in total stride. I learned a ton about Jackie's career, how he got started in China, how he came here and started making films. I was enthralled and admittedly went home immediately and watched some videos of a few of the fight sequences that Eli describes in this conversation. I haven't taken in the entirety of any of the things that he suggested yet, but I want to, especially because of the clips that I watched after this conversation. At some point, I mentioned a scene that I now know is from one of the Rush Hour films, but I think that's the only thing that I bring up in the conversation that got left untied. Uh, Eli is a member of the Improvised Star Trek podcast and sometimes live show. We have a discussion about that at the top of the conversation because I take any opportunity I can to bring it up and pick their brains because I'm a big fan of theirs. They are a fellow member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative, so I strongly recommend that you check out their show, uh, you know, before after during this conversation i don't know whenever the easiest time is i just really love it you don't have to be a huge fan of star trek to appreciate that this group of people has created unique characters uh based in the star trek universe but uh returning week in and week out on their own show and they all have created their own relationships and characteristics and it's really just fascinating improv as far as i'm concerned so i strongly recommend it other shows that you may check out in the live variety are at the annoyance theater i will be playing every Thursday night at 9.30 in the Fish Bowl. The team I am on hosts, we close out the night. The middle of the show is a booking of annoyance directors and other veteran performers to play with annoyance improv students and improv students from other uh, schools in the Chicago area. So if you are a student, it particularly applies to you. But if you're not, I still think it's a great improv show to take in. Speaking of great improv shows, Friday nights at the Annoyance Theater at eight o'clock for two more weeks, you can see me in Sad Clown. It's improv based on essays written by people who are talking about their experiences with mental illness and maybe their own experience with mental illness or one of someone very close to them and the way that it impacted their life and their understanding of said mental illness and uh, everything surrounding it. It's been a really enlightening show for me to be a part of. I've been able to talk to a number of people from the audiences and essayists etc. about how much they enjoyed it and feel it 
has been enlightening for them as well and very well protected. The guy who runs the show is a psychiatric nurse, so he comes to this with experience of the nature of mental illness and what it can do to people and the ways that it can affect their lives and has a, you know, strong desire to put these things on a platform to help them be discussed in public and to kind of take away the facade of everyone's okay. (laughs) And the improv, I think, is an important part of that because we, you know, make people laugh at times when they don't necessarily feel like laughing. It's great. It's been very emotional and wonderful to be a part of. With that said, enjoy this conversation with Eli Mandel so much. Remember that we have a little bit of improvised Star Trek talk at the top, and I encourage you so much to not only check out a bunch of Jackie Chan movies, but the improvised Star Trek. Yeah, you got a nice gig over at Star Trek. Just show up. Say yes. the words, head out. <laughs> yes, I do. You guys get way ahead, too. I feel like episodes don't come out until well, for a few months. Yeah, usually. that's right. For one, because it takes so long to right. edit an episode. Because like when you, they do it, they have to put a lot of effort into it. And they have to listen yeah. to the same thing like 40 times. Yes. And, and then two... Well, no, it's it's only that. It's only that. But... We will. We do have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes backlog that we've never produced. Right. And sometimes it's because we have so many good ones, and sometimes it's because we don't have any good ones. To, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, so, so there, somewhere there's a compendium of title. Yeah. What happened in the episode? Yeah. Was it any good? Yes. Except it rarely. Well, no. Yeah. There. Well, the editors have their own. I think like. They'll listen to something and then say whether it was good or not. That's really funny. I listen to it like when it comes out, and usually it's like this episode was recorded, you know, January seventh, two thousand seventeen. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) they're just whipping it out. This last on Sunday, we recorded a Halloween themed episode and a Christmas themed episode. (laughs) That's so funny. Because yeah, I think it was Sean was just like, oh, I'll just put out the. You know, feelers for holiday themes. That's like, really funny. And they were both pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ne- like it's rarely the case that we get two good episodes on the same day. One of the last times I was talking to, I think, Matt about it, he said the same thing. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we did two good episodes yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if the first one is strong, it's probably easier to roll into yes. a, a second good one. Very much so. And sometimes when the first one's bad, I think in the, our minds will go like, okay, got the warm-up one out of the yeah. way, and now let's get into it. I think both times I've done it, that was the general consensus, Yeah, was that the first one was like, all right, that was fine. Yeah. That was just fine. Right. Let's do a better one. Yeah, let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like when I first guest starred I was like okay we recorded two episodes that means I'm gonna see two episodes with me in it coming out soon and this was not the case (laughs) (laughs) but one of them was good right yeah yeah I think one of the two that I've been a guest on I felt good about yeah Uh, so that's like a one out of four ratio for me (laughs) (laughs) but you've got two produced right yes and I think the second was good I just felt like I was Was just okay uh, that was the jazz one one. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but my first one 
because it was like the only thing I brought to the table was the fact that no one had ever played holographic Mary Todd. <laughs> and I was so proud yeah. of that idea. And everyone was like, oh, my God. How have we never done that? <laughs> and the episode, I think, is pr- turned it's out good. pretty I, well. I listened to that one maybe a month or so ago. It came out the week that I had just started dating the person that I'm now engaged yeah. to. And I had taken him to live improvised Star Trek shows. Or maybe we did that afterwards. Either way, he's like only has a lukewarm relationship with improv. Yeah. And it came out and he like saw it on Twitter or something like that. And he was like, whoa, your episode came out. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ami- yeah, yeah, but you don't like have yeah, to listen to it. And then the, my friends will say, oh, you do podcasts? I'll be like, yeah, you don't have to. Right. You don't got to listen to it. And then an episode will come out that I'm really proud of. I go, like, yeah. right, maybe you guys might want to check out this, <laughs> this episode. But then there's like a few okay ones uh-huh. like littered in there. Uh-huh. Uh, Gratefully, he enjoyed it. And then when we did see a live show, he liked that, you know, just as much or maybe even more. Yeah. He's a big fan of the fact that, and I am as well, that there are already pre-established characters yeah. and relationships. So you don't have to figure any of that stuff out. Right. And you just get to like do whatever improv you want. Yeah, it's cool. I like to do that. It's also kind of like a unique and like unprecedented thing that they right. started because like I've been doing the show for like two years maybe. Mm-hmm. But they've been improvising as the same characters for like seven, eight years. Yeah. yeah. They started the year Oh, 2009, which was when I I was visiting Chicago. I was doing the IO intensive, and then I went back to California. And then, like, that, you know, during the school year, I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on at IO. At IO. And I looked on the website and it said, Improvised Star Trek. And I was like, I missed the fucking day. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like ah, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And here you are. Yeah. Eight years later, <laughs> a part <laughs> now of the I'm show. Now I'm in the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. Thanks for humoring me for some IST talk. Oh, I love it. I always, I love listening. And um, yeah, it really is. It's kind of amazing that it is. Un- it's seemingly unprecedented. And is anyone else really doing that? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess. Magic Tavern, right. but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like Matt Young has collectively yeah. like 20 years of <laughs> improv Playing character development. two characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I could do a whole MBSing about Matt Young. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would do it. It would be really insular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but no, because he like, the character of Captain Baxter is so funny. I love and it. And so goofy. Yeah. Uh, and like... He's got these games that he just plays about like lying about his age. Yeah, and he dates Beverly Crusher. Yes, <laughs> Beverly Crusher. Uh, I was at a live show where his penchant for getting sea breezes yeah, at yeah, Starboard yeah. was born. Oh, and I was like, yes, I I, I know the lore. I saw history. <laughs> uh, and then like he on Magic Tavern, he's got this also insanely specific and good character that is somehow able to sustain for years. Yeah, it's just like super into birds and has a bunch of names that (laughs) no one knows. (laughs) I mean, if his only joke was the name thing, it would be a very good character. (laughs) Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah. Everyone should be taking notes. And that's the mini MBSing about Matt Young. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I also forgot that we had already started recording. Yeah. 
Phil, you know, yeah. I'll have to make sure he listens. I don't know how frequently yeah. he does. I, I bet if he saw that your name popped up, he would, because I know he listens. <laughs> he, he likes to listen to the show, That's and, and he usually tells me when he does. Uh, but I don't think he's like a, you know, every week listen. Any I don't think I have any. any <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any every week listeners anymore. But you know what? You, hey. Shout out, hit me up at the Duncan <laughs> <laughs> Uh, My guest today is Eli Mandel. As we have unpacked, he's a member of the Improvised Star Trek uh, show and podcast. But today, we're going to talk about his love of Jackie Chan. Yes. How did that love start? Yes. Good question. So the first time I saw a Jackie Chan movie, I think I was maybe seven or eight years old. I'm from a tiny little town called O'Neill's, California, which is like near Yosemite National Park. Uh, closest city's Fresno. And I remember my whole family and like family friends went to see Stomp at the Soroyan Theater in downtown Fresno. Okay. And I don't know, I threw a fit about it because I didn't want to go. I don't know why. I, I don't even also remember exactly right, why sure. I didn't want to see it. You were a it. child. <laughs> yes, I was a child. I was like, I don't want to go. And so my. It's trash cans. I yeah. don't know. I'm loud. I, don't th- I think that if they had explained it to me, it's like, it's legitimately people banging on trash cans for two hours. I probably would have been like, oh, all right, let me, I'll give it a shot. That's where my head was at, too, was like, maybe if they were going to see Les Mis yeah. and you were throwing a fit, <laughs> yeah. that would be understandable. Right. Uh, but, th- I mean,. Jumping forward a little bit, we ended up seeing it again the next year when it came through town, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but at the time. But at the time, I like threw a fit, and my uh, aunt, my mom's twin sister, was like, uh, okay, well, let's go see a movie. And I don't remember why or how we chose this movie, but the movie was Jackie Chan's First Strike, which is to this day my favorite Jackie Chan movie. Whoa. Uh, it's very good. It's actually in the police story series it's police story four but in america when jackie chan's like uh, hong kong movies come out in america uh like the early ones like in the 80s and 90s they all like changed the name (laughs) to something else it's because like it was police story four but no other police stories had come out in america yet oh that's Uh, really funny yeah so they just called it jackie chan's first strike um and it's great and it's i like was if i remember correctly absolutely Stunned. Yes, because it's just like, what's he doing? Like, Did they literally bill it as Jackie Chan's first strike? Yeah, the like movies. Tyler Perry's, yeah, etc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, and I think in most of his, well, like in many, many, many of his movies, his name is Jackie Chan in the movie, which is <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Or maybe it's just for the English translation or whatever. Right. But like, uh, I love it. I think his name's Jackie Chan in this movie. I could be mistaken or inspector chan or something like that either way that's a generic insecurity of mine is that someone will call me a fraud <laughs> and that's why yeah so that's why i like obsess about things like jackie chan uh and uh like weezer and star trek <laughs> and, uh, and all this other stuff anyway i was gonna mention that star trek was on the list yeah of a possible to- discussion topic right. i do think that ones like that people do shy away from because they're afraid of the fandom? Well, that I'm not terribly... uh, That, I'm more secure in my knowledge of Star Trek than I am secure in my knowledge of Jackie Chan, but I've also talked about Star Trek a lot more in my life than I've talked about Jackie Chan. Anyway, (laughs) so, yes, so there's that. So I was already a Ninja Turtle fan when I was a kid. Yes. And uh, uh, big time, 
Big time, baby. Uh, <laughs> Who's your Who was your boy? Uh, Michelangelo. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, comedian's yes. turtle. <laughs> <laughs> He's the party dude. People would always be like, oh, no, Raphael's the funny one. I was like, Raphael's not funny. He He's was mean. just kind of an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's me. Like in the cartoons, he's... Supposed to be the funny guy. Right. He's the chandler of the group. But in the movies, he's just like a mean guy. Yeah. And I he, liked yeah. Raphael, but I think it was mostly just because my favorite color was red. Yeah. You know? I can see that. And I liked the weapons a lot. Yes. Like, those the little size. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And that's why I like nunch- the nunchucks were very cool to me. Understandable. And he liked pizza like I liked pizza. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Another possible topic. It was for you. a topic. Yeah, we're really wrapping like everything seven. in yeah. here. No, I love that. I love right. what we love. Well, so I'll, I'll just try and casually mention everything that I'm passionate <laughs> yeah. about. Um, so yeah, I liked martial arts from that, and like growing up, like uh, we grew up in the foothills, and like kind of around like a lot of hippies, and like a lot of the hippies were big like kung fu fans and like martial art fans, and. They did Tai Chi a lot, <laughs> and like, and so I would just see that a lot, and so then I went to the movie. See people out, right? Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. wild Tai Chi. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. Like, uh, isn't it? Remember the Titans when they get the guy yeah. from Sunshine? California, Sunshine, <laughs> doing Tai Chi or some other sort right. of practice, and everyone's like, "What's this? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. He must be a gay." Yeah. <laughs> New York City. So yeah, so that there was all that stuff, and uh, the movie was insane. The movie was unbelievable, and the thing that caught my eye was one. This guy does cool stuff, and he jumps off of things, and he jumps from thing to thing to thing to thing, which I thought was really neat. Uh, and it's funny, and he's hilarious. And yeah. like, yeah, he and he, yes, one of the things that Jackie Chan does, and I later found out, I was like, oh, he invented this. No way. Was like mixing in comedy with the action, you know? So like, in the middle of a fight something silly happens or a silly thing is a part of the fight and then woven into the fabric of it and all that stuff. That's amazing. I had no idea that there was that much of a bent for him towards comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, like, went to Chinese opera school. Like, him and his three best friends, Sammo Hung and Yuan Biao, and I'm fairly sure I've never heard his name said out loud before, so I don't know if that's how you say it. But um, but that sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yes, and in Chinese opera school, they teach you, like, martial arts, and they teach you how to sing, and they teach you how to uh, perform and do this specific brand of entertainment uh which like all three of them became like superstars in china but sam mohong is like i'm fairly sure in china he was like as big as jackie chan for a long time uh he's a big fat guy he's really funny that's uh, awesome yeah. <laughs> he's probably in a number of his movies yeah 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 um the biggest one that he was he was in uh around the world in 80 days with jackie chan uh-huh. <laughs> and young steve coogan too Ooh, that's right yeah I rewatched that movie maybe a couple months ago, and I was like, I totally forgot that Steve Coogan was in this movie. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's Jackie Chan and some British guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Schwarzenegger for like 20 seconds. That was really? the last movie Schwarzenegger did before he became governor. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that nuts? Around the world in 80 days, and then a politician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he also plays like some sort of, I think he's like some sort of Turkish like king Diplomat. or whatever. Like, And he's like 
pretty sexist scene if I remember correctly. <laughs> but uh, uh, or maybe I'm not remembered correctly. I literally saw the movie like two months ago, and I don't remember. <laughs> about it. Uh, but yeah, Jackie Chan. So Jackie like started watching like um, like the old American British like silent film clown like Buster Keaton mm. and. Uh, Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd. And so, like, in a lot of his early movies, you can see, like, direct, uh, like, Buster Keaton influences and Harold Lloyd influences and Charlie Chaplin influences, like, in his stunts and in his movies. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, there's a famous uh, Buster Keaton thing where, like, he's there's he's standing in front of a house and the house, like, falls yes. down. And, like, he falls through the window. And, like, Jackie Ch- Chan did, like, the same thing, like, in, I think, Project A... Or Project A2, I don't remember. But, like, the front of a building falls down, and he, like, turns around, and he's like, oh! Uh, and then there's, like, you know, that famous clock uh, hanging scene okay. uh, from Harold Lloyd. I don't know. There's, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but Harold Lloyd did it. Oh, okay. I want to, uh, just to annoy people, I'm going to say it's called Clock Town Madness <laughs> is the name of the movie. Um but Jackie did that in another Project A movie where he, like, was hanging onto a clock tower. But then in his version, he, he falls, like, five stories through, like, canvas banners. Like, that makes so marquee. much sense, though. Yeah, dude. He's taking slapstick and making it. And exactly. And actually doing stunts. Yes, exactly. That's incredible. It's nuts. And he's... Not, in that one, there's, like, no safety net for him. His safety nets are the things that he's falling through that are breaking his fall. And you can see, like, he, like, lands on his like, neck in one of the shots. Also, he, like, put – he did it twice, and he put both shots in the movie. So he, like, falls down, but he, like, lands different in one shot from another. That's so uh, funny. Yeah. I – can't fathom if you were a kid you know all this stuff just makes so much sense yeah as a kid who was already super into the ninja turtles and like loved comedy i'm assuming was also kind of a part of the equation right it just seems like the perfect storm like of course you like this guy and still do it was insane and then like from then on out that got us me and my mom mostly like got it like us into like a big like martial arts kick because like I mean, it was always Jackie Chan. He's like, and then in my opinion, he's the greatest entertainer like of ever. Like pure entertainment, like you can't match. Ja- no one can match Jackie Chan at how much how entertaining he is. Right, it's insane because he's coming at it from all angles. Yes, because and he's like just found like this formula to like um, to make it you root for him and he's also such an insanely likable guy oh, on absolutely. screen you look at him and you're like oh, man what a cool dude he might be a terror in real life I don't really know. <laughs> but like he's so likable on screen recently my fiance showed me a jackie chan clip and i don't know what movie it's from but you might maybe yeah. where he slides through uh, it looks like a bank window. Basically, it's like very. It's like this big chase sequence, yeah. and he grabs something above a very small, like envelope-sized window, yeah. and swings into the window, like through the whole thing yeah. in one fell swoop. And like the guy coming behind him looks at it and <laughs> is fucked because yeah. he, can't he can't do it. There. And my fiance was like, this is one of the best, yeah. you know, action things I've right. ever seen in a movie. And he, like, pulled it up and showed it to me. And I was like, that's incredible. It's insane, like, the things I do. And, like, the fact that you know it's him. Like, 
when I was a kid, people would say, you know, Jackie Chan does his own stunts. I was like, yeah, doesn't everybody? Like, yeah. Obviously, he does his own stunts. Like, that's why he's so cool. Like, Of course. Uh, and yeah. so I just assumed that everyone did their own stunts. And I found out about stunt people. I was like, but they're lying Wait, How to is you. that a job? Yeah. <laughs> why, are they, why aren't they doing it themselves? Why do they have other people do it for them? Jackie Chan can do it. Um, that's so funny. But yeah, I don't know. I can't. Off the top of my head, think about what that scene is. I, I don't remember either, and I meant to ask him before we did this because it was like the most recent time that I also had I'm sure that he's done it, it in more than one. Movie. Probably he yes in that first movie that I was talking about Jackie Chan's first strike. There's like my favorite Jackie Chan fight of all time in it, which is there's like a scene where he like fights people with a ladder, and that was that's like a thing that's been ingrained in my brain forever. That's like another one, like check that one out because it's nuts. Okay, but there's a p- moment where he like. Because well, all, the thing is, like, he's in this warehouse, and then people are like fighting him, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't want to fight," but uh, people are coming after him, so he's like finding things around him, which he does like kind of a lot. That's like a Jackie Chan staple, and one of the reasons he's so cool is because he just like finds things and uses whatever's around him mm-hmm. to uh, ward people away. And like at the end of the fight, he picks up a ladder and like starts using the ladder and hits people with the ladder and flips the ladder over his head, uh, and then like opens the ladder and then like gets away from it and then he runs and like jumps through the rungs of the ladder. Like uh. f- like feet first too. Like feet first through the rungs of the ladder and like lands on his feet and it, it's it, it's insane. And then the people are like trying to poke him <laughs> with sticks in the ladder and he's like spinning around himself. Uh yeah, it's That's it's incredible. Nuts. And like you know he didn't do it. well, you know he didn't do it on the first time because at the end credits, he shows you all the times that he fails. And that's another no thing that I way. love. Yeah. This is also <laughs> because he came, so he was like uh, huge, or he was like, you know, when he was a kid, he did the Chinese opera school, moved back to uh, Hong Kong, I think. Anyway, when he became adult, he started doing uh, stunt work for Bruce Lee. And so, like, there's, like, an Enter the Dragon, I think there's a scene where, like, Bruce Lee, like, takes Jackie Chan by the neck, and then it zooms in on his Bruce Lee's face, and he, like, snaps his neck, and he goes, ah! Oh, my it's God. It's awesome. And then there's another one where he, like, throws Jackie through a window or something like that. Uh, That's and, so cool. Yeah. And then, like, so, like, in the late 70s when Bruce died, they were like, oh, who's the next Bruce Lee? And there was, like, a bunch of people who were going to be the next Bruce Lee, but one of them was Jackie Chan. And so they, like, I don't know, they made, like, a sequel to to a Bruce Lee movie that Jackie starred in and it was like his first big movie. And then he just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, so like in the early 80s, like he tried to come over to America to like do American movies. And like one of the only movies he booked was Cannonball Run 2, I think. Whoa. Uh, and in those, in that movie, they like showed bloopers at the end of the Right. Thing. And so he was like, oh, that's neat. I'll do that in my movies. And But, like, he uses it to sh- say, like, hey, I worked really hard at this to make it look so good, and I got very hurt doing it. And that was uh, that was the other thing that I was going to say about watching that one incredible scene was right after we watched that, we also watched a whole reel of outtakes yeah. from, <laughs> I think it was Shanghai Nights. Yeah. And he seemed like the best dude. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's just he smiling was and... <laughs> so funny yeah. and so like self-effacing. And I was so I had never, you know, I hadn't seen enough of his movies, and I had no idea yeah. that he puts reels like yeah, that yeah, at yeah. the end of all at so many. It's in great. It's like my favorite part of the movie. I'm like, oh, the movie's over, and then I'm like, ooh, now I get to see bloopers. That's amazing. <laughs> Is it usually mostly stunt stuff? 
Or yeah, there's sometimes like both. there's a little bit of both. Yeah, but it's usually like if there's like a huge because like a lot of his movies have like a marquee stunt where it's just like all right, Jackie's gonna do this. Jackie's gonna gonna slide down this three story pole with lights bursting all around him, or Jackie's gonna jump out of this cave onto an air balloon or something like that, uh, or Jackie's gonna jump onto a uh, to a hovercraft and like. He'll often break himself doing that. Like that hovercraft one and in Rumble in the Bronx, he broke his ankle doing it. And like and that's the thing, is like not like he's indestructible. He's broken every bone in his body. Like Right. Yeah. I can't fathom I guess do they just do the big stunt at the end of the shoot? Yeah. No, I don't know. Like how so. does he <laughs> keep like, shooting movies and doing other stuff? I could not tell you. Also, he must be in so much pain all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Truly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whenever I watch pro sports, I think about the minimal intramural sports that I've yeah, played yeah. and how frequently <laughs> I've injured myself. Right. And it's just like, that's just normal. That's healthy yes. to them. That's the, them being in the best shape of their life. Truly, yeah. yes. It's like there are guys who play who will miss the beginning of like the next season of hockey yeah. because they had an injury that they played through the entire Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs with, yeah. and then they had like a wrist surgery and yeah. are still recovering. You know, that was, yeah, I can't fathom. Yeah. I'm a big San Francisco 49ers fan, and one of the best San Francisco 49ers of all time is Patrick Willis, and he uh, was a linebacker, and he, like he retired after playing for eight seasons, uh, and like he's just like. Yeah, my feet have been in constant pain my entire <laughs> career, like for eight for eight years. And he was one of the best play. He's like one of, if not the best, defensive player in the league his entire time there. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, uh, it was unbearable for me all this time, and I am so happy to not be playing football anymore. Well, it's like Marion Hosa, I think it was one of the Blackhawks defenders left the league because he's been allergic to his equipment. <laughs> For like three years, and I'm allergic to equipment. ice. And he was taking things to like offset the allergy, but he had this severe skin allergy, oh and then he just had to be like, "I can't do this they anymore." They couldn't have given him like a hemp. <laughs> right? or that's that's truly what I've been saying ever since that news broke. Is like, how is Reebok or CCM or whoever yeah. not trying to make hypoallergenic? equipment right. for just him yeah. <laughs> you know because some you know kid in california is gonna need that too yeah. and they can be like you know brought yeah. to you by marion hosa <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> yeah <laughs> so as soon as you started talking about him and how many movies he's done and like realizing that he's done all of his own yeah. stunts i immediately my head went to oh he is broken yeah. he has broken but everything he still does it like he, yeah, I was, yeah, before I came to this, I was like, maybe I should watch, like, a newer Jackie Chan movie because I haven't seen one. And he does one called, <laughs> there's one called Skip Trace oh. starring him and Johnny Knoxville. No way. It's nuts. Like, a lot of his <laughs> new movies I, like, I kind of can't watch because I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. well, he's, but he's, the thing is, though, he's still got it. Right. He can still jump and do all this stuff. I mean, it's all, it's a lot of wires now. Right. Which I'm sure that they were always there and I just was too naive to know it. <laughs> no. But And he uses them super cool right um, but yeah <laughs> even, you know even if the people at the circus have yeah, wires yeah. and <laughs> right. you know things surrounding them they're still pulling off feats of oh, yeah. strength and agility it's nuts uh yeah he's 
I don't like Jackie Chan. Like I say. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like he in like his Chinese movies, like in the early days, like he kind of had like you can see some of his like movies from the like early or late seventies and early eighties are kind of like they're a lot closer to like the classic uh, like. Uh, martial arts movie or kung fu movie that you'd see from like the 70s or like you know the wu-tang clan movies that (laughs) that the wu-tang clan enjoy uh (laughs) where it's like you know set in like 1820s uh china and like uh yeah and there's a lot of weird stuff and there's like an old master that oh and my school hates your school and all that stuff Oh sure. Uh, and but the thing is like even for those kind of like old like classic uh, plot lines the action sequences are still great and like there's like a point where you can tell that he stopped trying to emulate what Bruce Lee was doing and started to tr- try and do his own thing and like he directed his movies like early on like really yeah like I think like an 81 might have been like the first one that he directed himself and it's insane and, oh there's one called Dragon Lord that's got this just insane sequence I think it has the Guinness World Record for most takes like uh in a movie at like 200 something no way My, yeah like 290 or something like that but it's it's like a badminton game but it's like but like they play it with their feet like, huh. and like so there's like a shuttlecock that people like <laughs> kick around and like like in a soccer style game and they're trying to kick it into the goal and the, it's it's nuts because they do it and it's it's unfreaking believable. I yes, if you're looking up Jackie Chan clips, check that one out because it's a whole team of people like kicking around a shuttlecock that going into the goal and like I mean obviously it had to take 200 takes because right. how could they do it, it perfectly right? Like it, it but the fact that they did it once it, it's a miracle. It's nuts. <laughs> and it looks so cool. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Even just the idea that it wouldn't just be martial arts or stunts or whatever yeah. that he would be able yeah. to branch out into such a seemingly obscure thing. Right. And like I remember and even like the fights like in the, like those early ones like uh, I don't know if this is purely a Jackie Chan thing but like one thing about his like fight sequences and his action sequences is that they all kind of have like a hook like mm. whether it's about who he's fighting or like where or what they're doing like there's one I think in the movie Fearless Hyena they're like standing on cups and like like on like ceramic like little jars and cups uh-huh. and the whole fight takes place on these and so like they're like standing on it and like they're kicking and doing all this stuff but you're they're not quite it's almost more of a this is going to sound hokey, but it's, like, more of a dance almost. Sure. And, like, in college, like, when I saw, like, when I started, I had I was forced to take a dance class. So it's like <laughs> intro to Modern Dance with Summer Ulrichsen. Um, but, like, I realized, Summer. like, oh, the well, she's cool. Um, it, uh, I realized, like, oh, these, like, choreographed moves are like a dance it was that's, probably such an obvious thing right like, that's like, what i was gonna say as yeah. soon as you said that i was like well yeah but a lot of those sets are choreographed yeah oh know? they're all choreographed but yeah, like yeah. it's like if you watch some of these especially the older fights you can see the choreography a right. little bit more where like in his later ones he got so good that you it really looks like he's improvising everything as it's happening that's cool but the old ones kind of have their own beauty because it's like look how well they are executing that so that fearless hyena one they're like st- 
fighting on top of the like the little cup jar things, and then they're using their feet to kick up the jars and throw it at each other. Whoa. And so there's like fewer of them as they go along, and cool. it's like awesome. It's so cool, and they like have them in their hands, and they like the way that they punch and stuff, like they exchange it and they balance it on different parts of themselves. No way. It's nuts. It's like legitimately insane. Does he do a lot of, you know, I have to assume he does a lot of the choreo and writing and things like that for for scenes, yeah. sequences like that. If, you know, even if he's not writing entire scripts, which, for sure. you know, he very well may have. Yeah, know. well, in a lot of those movies, yes, he wrote, he, it, like he wrote it, he produced it, he directed it, he did the fight choreography and he sings the theme song. No yes. way. <laughs> because he's like a trained singer. So Oh he, right, of course. He sings he sings the theme song like all of his Hong Kong movies. He That's sings the amazing. theme song. Amazing. And skip of trace. Of course he was inspired by Charlie Chaplin. That's yeah, you know, yeah. he was the same way. Yeah. He wanted creative control of everything. Exactly. And it, when he did do it, like that's when his movies started to get better That's or at least cooler awesome. to look at and it's yeah. i mean if you watch them as a movie a lot of it doesn't make much sense uh-huh. <laughs> but like but like plot wise but sure it gets enough plot out there so that you can enjoy these insane like physical you performances have enough context for all that stuff yeah yeah wait did he also sing the theme to skip trace so, is that what you're getting at? <laughs> well no, there's a scene in skip trace where they're in mongolia him and johnny are in, Mo- in mongolia uh-huh. uh and they already had like a little montage of them partying and then I was like okay now it's time for a nice scene but instead of that um, like him and all the Mongolian people sing uh, um, uh, Rolling in the Deep (laughs) 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 but he's like starts singing really well I'm like good for you Jackie and I thought it was just gonna be him singing the whole thing I was like this rules and then all the other losers started singing too but uh, (laughs) I was like oh my gosh he was the voice of um of the dragon in the Chinese version of Mulan, and so he sings. I, I, this is embarrassing, but I've never seen the movie Mulan. Uh-huh. Uh, but he uh, sings like the theme song to Mulan in the Amazing. Chinese version. Yeah. Amazing! It's great. It's so good. So yeah. So like, once he started getting more like creative control, he started doing these insane things and these insane stunts, and his movies started getting more and more and more popular. And he also, I, I think I may, I don't want to mislead you and say that he has no help from anyone. He has sure. like a set of collaborators and he created like his own stunt team to like help him out with these insane things that he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And yeah. And so like some of his best fights are like choreographed by someone else, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so like some of those like eighties Hong Kong movies, uh, are like, so like amazing. And it's like a lot of them are him and his three best friends or his two best friends, Sam Hong and Yuan Biao. Uh, uh, yeah, and collaborating together. Yes, and they're like three best friends making a movie together, and they're all like the three best martial artists that in the world. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's nuts, and they're so silly, and they're so there's like, like the Lonely Island. Of, yes, like, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it. That's per. That's, that's exactly what it. Sounds it, like yeah. It's like yeah. It's like wa- It's like watching Hot Rod. <laughs> and Jackie's and Jackie Chan is uh, is, uh, is Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg right. and Yuan Biao is. Uh, I'm gonna say Akiva <laughs> and Yorma Takoni is uh, is Sammo Hung. Uh, that is amazing. great. And like those movies, I think have like there, there's two of them. Wheels on me. Or two of them that I'm thinking of. And I know that there's probably more. Oh my god. Um. Holy Lord. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. There's um uh uh Meals on Wheels. 
uh, or Wheels on Meals. I don't really remember, but that has an insane fight scene at the end. Like the last, I think, 30 minutes of that movie is just this huge fight scene with the three of them. And then there's another one called Dragons Forever. <laughs> that one like rivals the plot to Dragons Forever is is useless. You don't there's also like a, I mean listen to that yeah, name. Yeah. It sounds like you came up with it when you saw your first uh, Jackie it, Chan it, movie. It's called uh, Dragons Forever and, <laughs> yeah. and they're all best friends and yeah. and Jackie Chan's a lawyer and he has to defend someone. Uh Is that real? You think he is a lawyer in that movie? Yeah. There's a for sure a trial. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 70% sure that he's a lawyer in that movie. There's also an evil man with a mustache and a cigar, like a skinny little evil man and he's like the big bad boss. Uh, another one favorite thing. <laughs> There's often like uh, like an evil white man like as the <laughs> yes. main antagonist. <laughs> Oftentimes a businessman. There's one good. Uh, I yes, say. exactly. The one of them is a uh, it, so a movie called a uh, um, Ar- uh, Armor of God. Like the bad people are like a white Christian cult. <laughs> that's like, yes. That's like a. Yeah, that's pulling strings behind, you know, artifact Absolutely. thefts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, oh, but the thing that I shook my head as I remembered it is that there's a movie. I can't remember what the first one called, but the second two, that one's called Twinkle, Twinkle, Lucky Stars, and the other one's called, I think, My Lucky Stars. Uh, it's a trilogy. It Jackie Chan's in the first one for, like, a bit, but it's mostly, like, Sam Ohang, and I think... Yuan Biao's in it as well. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but it's a bunch of idiots <laughs> and like, and they're all like, like stumble into being really good at mar- at like martial art and kung fu. Uh, it's it's great. It is truly the most insane thing. And there's like one of my favorite fight scenes in that one as well. I'm gonna say there's one of my favorite fight scenes in like and all everything, these movies. yeah. But like, there's a fight scene at like a party and like. One of it's it's that goes into that choreography thing because there's a fight scene where like this like dude like doesn't even like throw a punch. It's no, it's <laughs> so good. And then they have two sequels that are just mind. They're insane. Yeah. And I don't mean insane like so cool. I'm like, what is happening? They in any are. Of these? You can't but they're also like it. hilarious because <laughs> they're like those ones are like comedies first and foremost. And then there's some cool action stuff. Nice. Uh, uh, in in the meantime. That's awesome. Yeah. So when he came to he came to the US first and yes. did Cannonball Run 2 did, did Cannonball he go Run 2 back? yeah he did Cannonball Run 2 and he also did um I think he did a movie called Battle Creek Brawl I think that was done here mm-hmm. that one I've only seen one time uh and they did another movie called The Protector and that was like an American movie I think it was like 1983 or 4 or something like that but like the thing about it when he came over here was like he was working with American direct American action directors and yeah and American action like stunt choreographers and stuff right and they just didn't get how to use him so like wow. that movie that movie's weird I haven't I honestly haven't seen all of that one it's been on my like on my hard drive for maybe nine years <laughs> and wow. like I started and I go like I did, this is gonna be a bummer but it's like Jackie Chan's like a hardened cop and he's got a partner and like they gotta bust a drug ring I think Jackie says the F word in it oh, and it just doesn't seem right it's not him and, at all yeah and some of the fight scenes are cool but like it's filmed really weird at odd angles and like you can't really get the oomph of his stuff because right. especially in the 80s one of my favorite things about it is like you can see them connect on these like hits wow. and these kicks there's like a slow like 
something where like I'm sure that he like dipped his head in a bucket of water or something like that or dust or something like that. But you can see a slow mo shot of Jackie Chan getting kicked in the face <gasps> and like Stuff. his head moves, but like all the water like oh, stays the same. Cool. It's so cool and like it's great and it's like so rough and like like fast too. And it's like pop 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 and he like there's uh, one of his. There's a series of movies called Police Story, uh, and they nickname it uh, Glass Story because so much glass is broken. Really? Because like there's like an end sequence where they're just like throwing people through the glass, and I think this is I think that this is the thing I'm thinking of. But they made the glass like an eighth of an inch thicker, the fake glass like an eighth of an inch thicker, so that it will look more real (gasps) when you're like busting through it and stuff. Probably hurts like hell. Yeah, I'm sure it like looks so cool though. <clears throat> did you seek out the other when did you find out that the first one that you'd seen Jackie Chan's first strike yeah. was one of a uh, series yeah so like yes so I <clears throat> remember seeing um, first strike in the movie in the theater that one time and then like as time went on like whenever we would see one in uh, like the movie store like, sure. or like in Blockbuster we'd rent it immediately and so like I saw like Rumble in the Bronx through that and like he's got uh, um, Operation Condor which is another like insane <laughs> like uh, <laughs> uh, China to America like name so like Operation Condor came out first which is really Armor of God 2 oh and so but that came Operation Condor came out first in America and so when they like when that one kind of did well, I think it, or they whatever, actually released they, the first. They one came here. back with Armor of God one, which was called um, Operation Condor two: The Armor of God. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Yeah. So yeah, it's all jumbled up like that. So then I think because there's another one. So yeah, so I don't know the order release in America, but like I first saw um, uh, Jackie Chan's first strike, which turns out is. Police Story 4, First mm-hmm. Strike. <clears throat> and then the next one that came out in America, I think, uh, or the, at least the next one that I saw was called Super Cop, which is with Michelle Yeoh. And she is fucking awesome in that movie. Uh, she is so cool in that movie. Uh, anyway, there's... It's great. Uh, <laughs> but that's actually uh, Police Story 3, what? colon, Super Cop. Uh, and then I, and then I think that like the other ones when they came out in America were just police story and police story two or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, but it seems like you kind of grew up during his you know heyday in that yeah. transition. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Well, yes. So these movies that were being released all came out, I think, like later in America, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, which is like when I was growing up. Right. Um, <clears throat> because like at that time, around the time of like Police Story 4 or whatever, which I think was like 94, 95, um, he – so he got huge – like when he went back to China in the 80s, he started making – insane amazing huge movies and that's when he became like the world's biggest star gotcha yeah so he kind of the he like you know cut his teeth in china yeah tried to come over here and was like didn't work yet yeah 
I could do this better kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to my house, yeah. <laughs> make a bunch of crazy good stuff, yeah. and then that'll like naturally make its way back over to the And US. then it did. Like, and that's what he, he became so good that the rest of the world like couldn't ignore him. It was That's and, awesome. So that's like when Rush Hour came out, which I think is 97. Uh, Rush Hour, and then my favorite like of the American movies is Shanghai Noon. I, I went to see Shanghai Noon in the theaters like... And I remember we were all just so jazzed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that Owen Wilson guy is so funny. <laughs> and Jackie was doing cool stuff. And they hung out with the Native Americans. Uh, and the- I mean, they have, it is kind of genius casting to put oh, yeah. the two of them together. For real. What a great energy and dynamic, yeah. I I think. And I feel like we're glossing over Rush Hour a little bit. Yeah. Because Rush Hour is oh, great, too. Same, same thing there. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a good point. Right. Same thing. I remember, like, the trailer said the... the the fastest hands in the East meets the biggest mouth in the West. Yes. I remember <laughs> yeah. either seeing that or like maybe it was a tagline or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. They like said it, like I think they said it like in the trailer on like whatever VHS I saw the trailer on. Uh, right. But that movie's great. And Rush Hour 2's I, I, almost, I think, even better than Rush Hour 1. The, the, the action sequences in there are better. Shanghai Nights, when it came out, I remember being like, I, I don't know if I like this. And then I watched it again like recently, like, uh, maybe a year or two ago, uh, after watch like immediately after watch, watching Shanghai Noon, I was like, "Oh, it, they're still having fun. <laughs> it's still great." That's like awesome. I, for, I think because Shanghai Noon had become so holy in my mind that I was right. like, "That's such a good movie from start yeah. to finish." And I forgot how like kind of silly it is, That's, but it, it's so good. It's good that you know you. I think that everything has to be viewed through that lens that you loved is like you have to understand that you ignored all of these things about <laughs> Or like at least it. at the very least just didn't notice yeah. or didn't at the time didn't understand that they not even were bad but like were like out of place or maybe. I don't know. But then I look back at those things and I was like those are like – the first Ninja Turtles movie and like the Jackie Chan movies, those are movies that I love and I think still think of them as good movies. And I watch them now and like with Shanghai Noon, I can't find a flaw in it. <laughs> with the first Ninja Turtles movie, I watch it and I go like, why wouldn't anyone love this? So like that has probably influenced what I think is a sure. good movie. Right. And so of like course. when I see movies like that, I go like, oh, that was really good. And friends will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's dumb. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it clipped along fast, but it was so good. Right, right, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, maybe all the plot points don't line up. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. But were you yeah. entertained? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it also, I talked to Jameson Webb a couple weeks ago about he grew Ugh. up watching, yeah, <laughs> uh, what a terrible uh, guy, real dullard. Yeah. <laughs> A dingbat, really. <laughs> also a huge Weezer fan. Yeah, I, yeah we're talking about Weezer. Oh, yeah. He and I, me, him, Jeff Murdoch, and uh, Joey Romain, mm-hmm. the four of us have like, it's old. Well, we have, no one's posted on it in a while, but we had like a Weezer text chain going. Yes. And we we're just like, you guys hear the new Weezer? Yes. And they're all like, yeah, it sucks. And I was like, oh, I, I kind of like I don't, I Are you the only one? Yeah. That, <laughs> Do you think any of the others of them are also going like, I also uh, pr- maybe. I mean, I'm also, I think, the only one of them that, like, obsessively listens to new Weezer music. You're, like, music. an yeah. apologist for oh, everything. Oh, absolutely There were some songs off their most recent album. I like their, their- They're good. Their last two albums, I've honestly thought, have been very good. People can have their complaints about the- sure. the, the, the aughts, uh-huh. but I think most, like, 
uh, Everything Will Be All Right in the End album from top to bottom. I think it's really good. Same thing. I had a list. This is the thing with Weezer. I always have to listen to the album like 10 times. And then I go like, okay, no, I like it. Now I know how I but feel about the it. the White Album, I really liked. Um, there are at least three great songs, great Weezer songs on it. California Kids, the first track on the album, Hot, Hot, Hot. I love it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a California kid. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. Relate. Um and then uh, uh, L.A. Girls, <laughs> also a great song. That's the one that I would recognize the most. Yeah. L.A. Girls, please act your age. Yep. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> it sounds like Weezer. Yes. You know, like Because to- I'm an L.A. girl. <laughs> to me, I-, I was never like, you know, a diehard fan or anything. When I heard that song, I was like, yeah, this sounds yeah. just like their other For stuff sure. did. So if anyone's like lost their mind over their yeah, first yeah. few albums and would not like that song, that doesn't translate to me yeah, yeah, as yeah. a non-fan. Right. It, to me, it's the same. I'm a, a big U2 fan, okay, yeah. and I think there's a similar, like, right. oh, they haven't made anything good exactly. since, you know, yeah, How to Atomic Bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And But, like, I just listened to their newest single today, and it just sounds like a good U2 song. Yeah. Like, it's... Right. I've never been super into U2, but when they were, like, when everyone was pissed off at them for, like, <laughs> giving away, giving the away free their album. free album, I was, like, I was at first I was like, ugh, I don't want this. And then they were, I heard their response, they're just like... Whatever, don't listen to it. Like we lit one, we literally gave, gave you, you a free album. No. You don't have to listen to it. Also, what like what's more punk rock than forcing everyone to listen to our music? It did that backlash made no sense to yeah. me. And I legitimately think that album's really good. So uh, And I didn't listen to it. I'd listen to them. I was like, nah, nah, then I won't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone has to, but I did not understand why everyone was so mad yeah. that someone gave them music. <laughs> and it it's didn't not make like any it, sense to me. I don't think it even automatically downloaded, right? Or maybe you might I don't know. I don't remember. I think it probably depended on how you had your settings yeah, yeah, and something yeah. like that. Uh, but there is something to be said for. Do you think you have a, a similar relationship with the? You know, when you watch Skip Trace, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's changed. So since Jackie got kind of older, like yeah, all, how old is he? He's like fucking sixty four. I was gonna like say that. he's, he's gotta be in his sixties. Yeah. Uh, he might be like sixty seven. Yeah, that's. I believe an it. old man, right? But he's still hopping around. I will yeah, say, like some my si- dad, my dad is sixty, yeah. straight up, like sixty or sixty-one, and uh, he had a knee replacement. Yeah. Like if he, <laughs> he could not even fathom doing anything close right. to what that man is doing, right? Like even um, in the nineties, he was like in his forties, like in his mid to late forties, like when he did. Like with the Rush Hour movies, like he was in his mid forties. God, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, and so like it was so when uh, back to my relationship with Jackie Chan. So like, watch his movies throughout high school, you know, growing up, whenever I could find them, and that branched out into like other martial arts movies. Uh, Iron Monkey was one that my mom and I like watched all the time. Uh-huh. We watched it like two, three times a month. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. It's a great movie. I think it's Don... I don't want to say anything. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's Donnie, a young Donnie Yen, who is the guy in Star Wars. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. One. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's him. I'm, I'm 70% sure. Anyway, but I also haven't seen that movie in a long time. And it's that's another movie that's, like, really funny. Uh, anyway, so, like, yeah, he was, like, in his 40s. And so, like, one of the things that was so cool about Jackie Chan to me was, like, 
oh, there's there's nothing like special about how he's built or like who he is. He's kind of like this middle age or like I didn't know he's middle aged, but like he's this kind of he's this short guy, and like he also like will often fight like huge guys. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, and like he gets like people who are like super muscular and like. You know, you see them stretching earlier in the movie and, like, raising a leg above their head and, like, all this stuff. And, like, we'll get, like, world-class, like, kickboxers and stuff uh-huh. in his movies. But, like, he was sm- – the thing about it was just smarter than all of them. Right. Like, so he would use his brain to figure out how to defeat them. So, like, in a lot of Jackie Chan fights, like, he gets the shit kicked out of him for, like – the first half of the fight, but then finds out what they're doing and, like, will use it against them. That's amazing. It's so great. And that's exactly what I thought of when you described that ladder sequence, yeah. that everyone's just coming at him with sticks. And exactly. And he's like, can't get me in here. It, and so, like, oh, so another, like, innovation, if you will, that Jackie Chan did was, like, in the old, like, kung fu movies and even in Bruce Lee movies, there's, like, 40 guys and they all come at Bruce Lee one at a time. Right, And they're yes. like, the rest of them are just like waiting in the background. <laughs> yeah. And like, Jackie's like, why wouldn't they all just beat the shit Be out of him? There's 40 the sh- of you. Yes, and exactly. So in his movies, he'll like have them come at him all at once. And so like, and he's got to find ways to like Man, deal with that. That's or, yeah. awesome. It's great. It's so cool. And that ladder sequence, it's, it's amazing. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, it seems like at some point his... Uh, career kind of became more family friendly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like American audience based. Were there other? Are there other gems in there that people should be watching? Oh, obviously yes. we, you know, we all love the Rush Hour movies yeah, and the Shanghai movies. Like those are his. Those seem like his. That's probably shown up in the top four in his IMDb kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those are great. And then, like, after those, he did kind of start making, like, he did movies like The Tuxedo and The Medallion. The, the and, Tuxedo was yeah. what I was thinking of, exactly. Yeah. And, like, those ones, there's some cool stuff in them, but, like, I don't, one of my favorite things about Jackie is, like, it's him doing it. And in those movies, it's like, oh, he's got this thing that's making oh. him really good at this stuff. And I was like, that, like, cheapens it a little bit because it's right. like the cool thing is like look at this dude doing yeah. this stuff Matthew Broderick can be Inspector <laughs> yeah, exactly, Gadget if exactly. he's wearing a special yeah. suit <laughs> hanging against everything but yeah it's it's crazy so like those ones are like I remember watching the tuxedo in theaters and I was like you could have just been cool <laughs> like oh, yeah. could have been had Jackie do it right. um, but yeah oh so I'll, one more point that I before I forget, and then I'll do those wrecks. But but like it's nuts because I knew Jackie Chan growing up as like these this like kind of you know small guy that's right. like you know fighting big guys and he uses his brain. But then one of the crazy things was going back to like the ones from like the mid eighties and when like Jackie's like a young man and like it's nuts how fast he moves. Also like. In America, I don't think anyone thinks that Jackie Chan is like a sex symbol. No. But in those movies, like those Hong Kong movies in the eighties, he's fucking hot. <laughs> like, yeah, he's ripped to shreds, and like he probably he's wearing, has like no body fat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's like wearing these like tight, like revealing <laughs> clothes, and it's just like, oh my god, fuck. That is so funny. It's like I want to look like that, and I know I never would, but it's like, no, and he's like powerful, and it's like, yeah, cool. There has to be something in there, and you know. It's maybe an age and a race thing yeah, that he's never been looked at as, yeah. uh, you know, sex 
symbol, like you right. said here. But of course, if he was like ripped and scantily clad Dude. in China, you know they were going nuts. Them for ladies him. is going crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, to for him to be able to pull off the kinds of stunts he has in American films and like in his forties, yeah, I can't 40s, fathom 50s, 60s. the stuff because that like, he did. Yeah, and because he just kept his body good, like because right. he was just always, you know, he had to be the fittest person in the world. Right. Because that's what his job was to be, you know? Right, yeah. uh, And he's still, like, smaller than these huge guys, but he's just fucking taking the shit out of him. It's that's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, so, like, those other gems, I mean, besides the Rush Hour movies, the be- his best movie, I mean, I already said my favorite is Jackie Chan's First Strike. Right. Because it's the first one, and it's also really funny. I mean, th- there's just so many great ones that it's hard to say, but... Rumble in the Bronx is an amazing movie. That's kind of like his, that would probably be f- fourth after the Rush Hour and Shanghai movies on his IMDb, maybe. I is believe my guess. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rumble in the Bronx is like, he, it's, first of all, it's all filmed in Toronto. <laughs> uh, but, or That's maybe Van- so it's all filmed in funny. Vancouver, but like he comes to a, uh, the Bronx and lives with his uncle and ha- and like, Works in like his uncle's, you know, uh, shop uh, or whatever, and then like some local thugs are, you know, <laughs> messing around, and he kicks the shit out of them and saves people. And he also looks really good in that movie too. That he wears this. There's a scene where he wears this like unitard type thing, like, and I'm like, damn, Decky looks good. <laughs> uh, that movie's great. Um, all, all all of those aforementioned Armor of God slash Operation Condor movies are really cool. Uh, the first Operation of God movie, that one he actually got super injured on, where like he there's a stunt where he jumped from like a wall to a tree and the tree was supposed to bend, but <gasps> instead it broke and he fell and no. like cracked his skull. <clears throat> and like he needed immediate brain surgery. And this might be the the tale that I have heard and right. I don't know if it's true was that and they were like in Tunisia or something on on location and I'm sorry if this isn't true but what I heard was that like there was one uh surgeon in the world that could have saved his life and he was vacationing in Tunisia at the time no way maybe maybe no way but hopefully yes way because that's <laughs> Great, and I love, and like, also, how many times have we been close to losing Jackie Chan? Right, that's what um, I was thinking when you said he fell and cracked his skull. I was like, how has he never just broken his neck? Yeah, and like done. It's nuts. Um, so yes, those movies. Um, I, I feel I mentioned uh, Dragons Forever. Uh, oh, well, the 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 one that's probably the best Jackie Chan movie uh, is. is one called Legend of Drunken Master. And so there's one of his first movies. It might have been the first movie he directed, but I could be wrong about that. Or maybe just the first movie he in, was in was called Drunken Master. And it's about, I think it's about Wong Fei-Hun, Wong Fei-Hun who's like the most legendary, like, I, I, I feel like I'm spouting misinformation that I, I shouldn't be speculating. But anyway, it's about this like legendary um Chinese like folk hero okay. who's like John Henry over there or whatever if gotcha. John Henry was way more it's like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, but <laughs> the first movie was like uh, called Drunken Master and it's Jackie Chan's like you know 28 or something like in it and like it's uh, he's once again super fit it's like when he was still kind of in his Bruce Lee mode so it's like kind of weird and you know a 70s martial arts movie mm-hmm. uh, but there's some awesome stuff in it just seeing where he's got to 
like it's also one of those movies where he meets a master who help he gets beaten up in the beginning meets a master who helps him train sure. he has him do chores and you go like he goes like why am i doing these chores i want to learn how to fight Classic. but at the end of the movie you see him rip into a dude with his thumb because his thumb was so strong from breaking walnuts <laughs> oh my uh, gosh it's great Classic um, wax on. Yeah, wax exactly. Off. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was in 78, I think. And then I think in like 91 or 92 or 93 or 94, <laughs> somewhere in that range. <laughs> Early 90s. He, did, he played the character again, but like as an older man. Cool. But he's, I think he's still supposed to be like 19 in the movie, but he's like 36. That's so but funny. That's the movie that like it's Jackie in his prime. And it's also the movie that maybe has the best like emotional, like, through story like because if you watch it it's kind of like a you know plot 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 insane action sequence plot 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 okay insane action sequence but this one there's like a, a, it's silly at parts but there's a real plot and a real emotional story uh that yeah that is missing from a lot of his other movies and that last action sequence is nuts where i don't want to give because a lot of the movie is like his like uncle saying like you can't drink. I know you think drinking makes you stronger because he does this style called drunken boxing, which is like the drunker you are, the better you are at it. Whoa. Because and you can like really only be drunk to right. do it quite like right. Muscle memory type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like just sure. the fluidity of being drunk and they were always like about to fall over. Whoa. It's really cool. cool. It's really cool to watch. And it's also like Jackie like doing like a style, which you don't yeah. often see because it's usually him like almost street fighting, you know, and like a lot in the police story movies, uh like it's just like him like fucking batting people down and flipping people over and all this stuff and jumping from thing to thing. Right. But this one is like Jackie Chan mastering a style of kung fu. That sounds so cool. It's really good. So like, yeah, a lot of the movies like, people, you know, him going like, I don't have to do this. This isn't, you know, drinking doesn't make me good. Right. I make me good and all that stuff. And then like at the end of the movie, uh, I don't think it's giving anything away, but he gets fucked up on like industrial alcohol that they used to like make fires. Oh my God. And it's just, Awesome, and they're like they're like in a in a um in a uh, factory, and there's fire going all over the place, and he's like sp- spit. He drinks shit and then spits it out, and it lights on fire. Oh, it's so good, so and like amazing. it's like an, it's like an emotional climax and an action climax right. at the same time. Uh, so that if if you yeah, so if you were gonna watch one Jackie Chan movie. I'd say probably make it that one. That's probably his best work. All right, you um, heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to seek it out. <clears throat> but let me say many other ones as well. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. No, there was one that I was thinking of that I was like, oh, the, oh, there's one called Miracles, which is, I, I, I had to download it. I couldn't find it in, on DVD any place. Like, this was like in college mm-hmm. when I was like, Miracles is like the one movie that I haven't seen. Okay. Because from the cover and from like the stills online that I had seen, I was like, nah, it kind of looks like kind of a dumb love story. But- and I think there is like a love story, but there's some uh, that's some some of his best action sequences because it's right in that like um, time where he was just like crushing it. Right. Uh, so miracles is another good one, um, and I hope I'm not confusing miracles with another movie because there is one that I have not actually seen that I think is kind of like a more dramatic turn for him. But gotcha. I think it's miracles though. Yeah, he's it's if it's old timey and he's got a like a fedora on, it's. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Another thing I love about Jackie Chan is just the way he does simple things. And that's like a clown thing, too, is do simple things complicated. Oh, this is actually why I brought up Jameson in the first place. Yeah. Is because uh, there was, he talked about the Marx Brothers. Yeah. And there's an equivalence to a lot of what you're saying there yeah. in the sense yeah, that it I'm was sure. just them translating their vaudeville act yes. and a bunch of slapstick and stuff like that into movies that kind of barely had plots. Right, yeah. And there's like very stock characters, but it still is totally successful. Yeah. And it's just so funny to have two really in-depth conversation about these people do take doing really simple things really well yes. or doing a very simple thing like you said right. in a way that's way too complicated right. sorry to no, no, re-interject no, that and i think that's exactly the right point right is like there's stock like humans get emotionally triggered by things or parts of our brain light up yes when we see things we recognize or that we yes. like and we go like oh i know what that is and it's good right me, me like yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say specifically that oh, he does simply it's but just too complicated? it's just simple things like like he'll like there'll be a stairs and he uh, said uh, uh, like a stairwell and he won't go up the stairs so like jump off the wall and onto the top <laughs> stair and i go like oh it's just cool. like a little like oh cool or like yeah. someone will be wearing a hat and then he'll flip the hat off and put it on his own head and like just in a flourishy interesting way and I go like oh yes please more yeah, uh, or like he'll great. just stand up in a cool way <laughs> like, that's so like, oh, great there's a I think it's in um, who I'm okay so who am I is another one that's really good uh, or the plot's he like wakes up and he doesn't remember who he is and he goes like on a, an adventure to find out who he is uh-huh. um and but like the act the the last action sequence is another great action sequence but like there's a part in it where he gets knocked down and he just he like flips back and like straight up in the air and lands on his feet and I just don't quite understand how he did it <laughs> and I'm like that looks it just looks so cool that's another great fight scene because there's like there's like a, 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 a two guys that he's fighting. One uses his hands a lot, and one uses his legs a lot. And it's just and like and like they're also bigger than him, which is really cool to see. Uh, and so like the, he and they're like they're also I think you see them like beat like kill someone earlier in the movie, so you like know that they're the big bad guys and that they're really good. And how's Jackie gonna beat them? And so they're like, all right, I'll give you thirty seconds. Uh, and like, so one guy sits out while he watches the other guy uh, fight with Jackie Chan and like beats the shit out of Jackie for a little bit. But they're wearing suits too, uh, and like, <clears throat> and so then like they're like, oh, twenty nine seconds, very good. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Jackie like gets up and like then he like starts uh w- w- he uses the things that the other guy was using against him <gasps> so like he you know wraps up on his arms cuz this was the arm guy oh, and he wraps up on his arms and then starts like beating him with his like elbows oh and stuff my gosh. and then he like takes his suit and like you don't you're just like ooh fights cool but like he what's he's he's doing is he's using the guy's like suit jacket and like wraps up his arms in the suit jacket and, uh, like, and like punches him while, like, right. a bunch while he's, like, got his arms tied up in the suit jacket. Right. Uh, and, like, one of the guys, one of the other guys watching goes, oh, and, like, takes his jacket off. Uh, that's and it's really like, funny. That's, like, funny. That's and then, so funny. And then he, like, grabs the dude's tie and, like, starts punching the guy with his own tie. Yeah. And he, like, gets that, and then the guy, like, other guy takes off the tie. It's great. That's so funny. Yeah. I, it's a great transition because I was going to ask you if there were... 
uh, comedic moments that stick out to you because oh. I feel like we've touched on a lot of great action yeah, sequences. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that you you know right. love about him is tying that in. Yeah, and like the thing, like it's it's uh, um, and like the comedy is tied in with the action. Sure. So like that's like one of the big innovations that he made. Like he invented the action comedy. Like where yeah. like yeah I, yeah. Yeah, like, he's doing it in, like, the late 70s before, like, I mean, there were action comedies in the 70s, but, like, it was often, like, oh, this is the comedy part, and then this is the action part. Yeah. But he, like, melded the both, the the two, so that they're, like, one. Sure. Um, and I'm sure that there's examples of whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, like, some of his, like, stunts are, um, I'm trying to think. So, I don't know. One big one that step, that sticks out in my mind is, like, there's a part where like people like steal his clothes and so like he's naked and he's got to find a way to get from here to there while he's like naked and it's funny. Um No, that's great. I mean and I'll yeah. Uh oh, so like this is like funny ish but like it's also like a thing that I think that he makes sure to do like in his like action choreography or whoever he's working with action choreography is like They'll like be fighting and be like really intense. It'll be really cool. Like in in that same action sequence that I was talking about, when the leg guy comes out uh, and they're like kicking each other, like they're like there's a one part where they're like just really like kicking each other's legs really hard for like twelve seconds, and they cuts to the guy in the back. He's just like looking at them, like uh, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but then like they go like Argh! and Jackie's like come on, come on, and then he like they both go like. And at the same time, just start rubbing their legs because they're in pain. Because that's the thing with Jackie is he's like, I want, like, one, it's fun and action. But also, y- you got to know that this sucks. And it hurts like really, hell. It's really painful. And in that ladder fight, there's a part where, like, someone pushes the ladder in on him and it collapses. And it goes, like, he just, like, steps out and goes, ah, and, like, shakes his hand because he got, his fingers got pinched in the, in the ladder. Yeah. So that was another thing that I was going to ask about. You know, both of those things totally transcend uh, language. Yes. You know, all of those things yeah. that you just described totally transcend language. Is there, uh, are there any of those movies that you can watch with just subtitles that aren't dubbed? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Do you have a preference? I know that I feel like that's kind of a hot hot topic for some people. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I would suggest that if you can find any of them with subtitles, then you should watch it with subtitles. Just because, like, some of the dubbing is just... I mean, some of the dubbing is great. Right. Like, in Jackie Chan's, like, later movies, like, after he learned English, like, it's... He'll often, like, do the dub. Oh, sure. So, like, he does it in, like, Rumble in the Bronx, and he does it in, like, uh, Police Story 4, colon, Jackie Chan's First Strike. Uh, But, like, the early movies are, like... Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are like the dubs are really bad and, <laughs> sure. and like it's just I mean it also might be that Jackie Chan's such a recognizable star that to hear someone else's voice come out of his mouth oh, I didn't even think about that like, yeah it's like oh what's going on there because the other people you go like yeah that's probably what they sound maybe like maybe they did yeah. maybe they didn't yeah. but it's just also cool to like hear another language and like the noise like um, what was it I think it's in uh, Wheels on Meals where, where it's like which is like one of his ones from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of noise. Like I was watching like uh, like one of the like last action sequences in the movie just like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think the cop, the version that I have, like 
was dubbed Mm. and so like i was watching just the action sequence and there's just like a lot of noises that jackie's making that i didn't know he made because that's really funny they didn't bother trying to you know bring over that audio right it's just like (laughs) but he's like going like uh yeah but like it's that's probably it like you could just you might not even i mean for the middle parts where there's plot you might not even need to turn the subtitles on you can just like and also, it almost makes more sense with subtitles because it's like, okay, that sentence doesn't really make sense, but I can understand that this is a translation or whatever. It probably, there was probably more, yeah, that goes into the translation of just trying to give you what was already being said, as opposed to, I'm sure with a lot of dubbing, they rewrite yeah. a lot of yeah, the material. Yeah, just to make it make any sense at all. But right, yeah. right. Yeah. Do you have a favorite real like is there one of those blooper reels that just really sticks out let me think because the one on um first strike is really good just because like you see how because con- I-, I keep talking about first strike because it's my favorite yeah of course but, um, and and it was the entree so it's hard to yes. separate that from it yeah because he like does a bunch of great stunts in the movie and like and also just that one ladder scene yeah is insanely complicated uh-huh. so like the the like the outtakes for that are like him like getting fucking poked in the eye through a ladder and like him like trying to get through the ladder but like landing on his nuts and stuff. There's also like there's also things that are in those fight scenes that only happen for like a second, but you it's not until like you see oh, the sure. blooper that you realize how insane. It, like there's a part where like some tips like a giant crate over like on top of him and he just like jumps on it as it's falling over but like I think one of the bloopers in there is like he doesn't quite make it and How he gets like squished <laughs> and like it's just like oh my god I forgot like that just like that must have really hurt more I think more movies would benefit from tagging stuff like yeah. that because it's always so fun yeah people I, love it Pixar has made fake bloopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That is great. Come on. I, I saw the house in theaters and it was fine, but the blooper the they did <laughs> bloopers during the credits and yeah. it was hilarious. Awesome. Like there was stuff in the bloopers that was funnier than you know, stuff that was in the movie. That's great. It was yeah. like, just give me more of that. Yeah. Just make uh, a blooper movie. I'll just watch the <laughs> blooper of the movie. Honestly, if no one's done that, <laughs> and it should happen. Well, what was that Dick Clark show that was just bloopers? Oh, I think it was just called Bloopers. I think you're right. And it was great. <laughs> I remember one night in college, we just had on background TV yeah. where we were just drinking and hanging out in somebody's apartment, and someone was flipping channels, and they found sports bloopers. Oh, my God. And every it, – yeah, it's it was – so- Funny. Incredible! It yeah. was hilarious. My, it became a a thing that we would do yeah. is to just yell bloopers <laughs> because it was so funny yeah. that it was like the most fun we'd ever it's had. The best. <laughs> and my, I absolutely love news bloopers. <laughs> news bloopers are the best because they're people. It's such a fake situation that they're in, but they're, uh-huh. and so I'm being very composed uh-huh. and good and all that stuff. And then something goes wrong. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the apparently kid, and that's basically just oh my a news god. Blooper. <laughs> the apparent. Oh, the, oh. Oh. I am so glad oh. that you had as much of a visceral oh. reaction to that as you did. That uh, that's probably. I don't know how old that thing is. I saw it maybe about three, four, five I, months ago. Oh. And and 
I it's the hardest I've laughed He's in years. He's hilarious. And apparently, <laughs> I, <laughs> apparently, I've never been on live television before. before. And like, I watch the news. <laughs> I did a. I, I did don't a, watch <laughs> the news because I'm, I'm a kid. Yeah, my grandpa. <laughs> And apparently, I have never been on live television before. <laughs> it's hilarious. I for, like acting like <laughs> for my showcase. I wrote. Uh, uh. I wrote that if a thing that if the apparently kid were trying to replace Sean Spicer, uh. <laughs> because it kind of wrote itself. It was yes, just like I need a taste. I don't watch the news <laughs> because I'm a kid and. <laughs> Apparently, this administration sees that as an asset. It was like very short, but that was basically all it yeah. was. And the Apparently, best part, <laughs> the best part about it was the that, Jews right? are taking over the country. But, I never watched the news. <laughs> At the very top, I was like, um, this is Noah Ritter. And before I could say, like, otherwise known as yeah. the apparently kid, because that's how any. Yeah, yeah. But I said, this is Noah Ritter. And Sarah Shockey was in the back of the house because she went on the same night as yeah. I did. And she was like, ah! like, <laughs> laughed so hard just at the name. And I was like, oh, somebody knows. Yeah, but yeah. he's the apparently kid. Yeah. And then I just, like, went into my bit. But it was oh, so satisfying God. because I was so sure that no one would know right. him just by name even though his it. name <laughs> is in the clip yeah, yeah. uh cuz it's the news but the fact that yeah sarah like she like assuaged any fear i yeah, had that that great. bit would not have legs yeah. by laughing immediately at knowing yeah. that i was about to do it apparently ride the roller coaster <laughs> yeah and i was scared half to death. death yeah <laughs> that was the that was the out was uh, uh and apparently i'm going to take some cushions from the white house press corps <laughs> and i'm scared half to death yeah. oh my god that Very is silly. really fucking fun. but it's like a, it's like that thing of like Oh, people will like it to see me fail. Like they, yeah. they've seen me succeed for two hours. Right. Now, to see me like work at it and like also, you know, shows people that like it's not easy to do this. It's, it's like I was gonna. It's like you're saying. I think if nothing, it makes it more impressive. Yeah, to know they had to do it fucking thirty times. Yeah, or that one shot for two hundred some takes. Yeah, because when you're just watching it all in sequence, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hell yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But you don't think about yeah. how many millions of times right. it wasn't cool at all because it sucked yeah. and they fucked it up. Yeah, like oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Okay. So another. Here's one that I. If it's one, if it's there's one Jackie Chan movie that I so in prep I was telling you this before we started recording right. I think but like in preparation for this I was like I should watch a Jackie movie because I haven't seen one in a little bit uh, and like my girlfriend was in the I was like oh I'll watch this one I, it it'll be I know it's weird but it'll be funny I forgot how insane it is but it's a movie called City Hunter Whoa. and it's based off of like a manga so like. It, he's li- literally playing a cartoon character, oh uh, my gosh. and like it's another the copy that I have is dubbed. So like it's the dubbing is insane. It's not Jackie's voice. There's like some crazy things that like just legitimately insane things that happen, and it's also like a wacky joke machine. And so there's these jokes that happen. There you go. Like why why did that happen? <laughs> uh, like one woman, and I didn't realize this. Until this last thing, but there's a woman who keeps falling over, and I didn't 
get why. I was like, I guess she's just like clumsy or something. Right. But Liliana, my girlfriend pointed out, I was like, no, it's because her boobs are big and <gasps> they're toppling her over. No. She can't balance because her boobs are so oh, large. Oh my And I was like, god. oh no. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god. It's insane. That is so funny and, and like dumb. he plays like a hungry, like he's always hungry throughout the movie <laughs> and like a womanizer and he dreams of women and like he's, there's a scene where he's asleep for like three scenes and he gets carried from place to place um oh boy but as insane as those things are all, all these movies like there's always like about two-thirds of the way through there's an insane action sequence where you're just like oh my god how is he doing this there's all oh my god so oh my god so that movie also has two of the weirdest action sequences but it's like uh, one of them, so most of the movie takes place on a cruise ship, uh, and they're in like the cruise ship movie theater, and there's Bruce Lee Game of Death up on the screen no playing, way. and it's the scene where he fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, and so there's like a point where like, uh, it's like, <laughs> we're checking. The, or City Hunter looks up at the screen and goes like, yeah, whatever, I could fight two giant black guys. And then, like, two giant black guys come out, and, but, and they, like, kick the shit out of Jackie for the first half of the of the movie, or the scene, fight. but then he, like, watches, he looks up on the screen and sees what Bruce is doing to fight Kareem. Oh, my And God. he goes like, oh, and so he starts using Bruce Lee's tactics and, like, and defeats uh, the two large black men. That <laughs> like, is crazy. It's nuts. There's another. If you thought that was crazy, <laughs> this I think the movie was made in like '92, maybe, and he gets like thrown. There's a part where there's like they're on the arcade in the arcade on the cruise ship, and he gets thrown into a Street Fighter arcade game, and he comes out and he's like being electrocuted and cheesing it up. But then like the guy that uh, he's fighting turns into Ken, and then oh. you look, and he turns into um. Oh, who was? Oh, who's the 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 fire breathing guy? Oh. I forget. I was never a huge Street Fighter guy, but the one with the stretchy arm. Anyway, yes. and then I he, can picture who you're talking about, but yeah. I don't know the names either. Yeah, and then he goes through like several different characters, that's, and it's it's it, awesome. That's actually crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but the, when when he fights, who's the girl in Shun Li? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he the last portion of it, he's Shun Li, and like. The way that I choose to see it is like he's actually trying to do like how like Shun Li fights and a good impression, right? And not that it's offensive or weird or anything Uh. like that or sex. Because I honestly, I bring it up only to cover myself because I unironically really love it because he does a really good job of like fighting and using Shun Li's moves and like. Man. But it could easily be viewed as like, oh, that lady's falling down because she has big boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like, look, isn't it funny? He's wearing a dress. Right, uh, but of course. He does such a good job. He's That's, great. I, He's great, and nothing in his movies are offensive. <laughs> I actually find it really endearing that you did not understand that the joke was that her boobs made her fall down. I, and... Yes, because it's like I guess she's just like uh, also it's as bad that she's just clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. But also like her boobs are like normal size. <laughs> like maybe it's just the fact that she has them that makes her fall. Over. Right. Yeah, I mean I'm falling down all the yeah. time because these whoa, puppies. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, 
I I know for sure that we could continue this uh, ad infinitum. And we will. <laughs> and two more hours. Yeah. Is there anything that you would feel remiss to not mention? Is there anything coming into this that you're like, if I don't talk about X, Y, or Z, this is a failure? I, I will think of five things as soon as we stop. One is just like how much I really do love Shanghai Noon <laughs> and how good Shanghai Noon is. Okay. Uh, and reiterate my love for... Um, Jackie Chan's First Strike. There's also a really good um, ski scene in the beginning of Jackie Chan's First Strike. Um, I uh, I mentioned those weird movies, the uh, Lucky Stars trilogy. Right. So th- those are insane. Um, I don't know. I think that Jackie Chan is honestly a very good actor, and like a lot of his movies recently, he's been trying to like act more. And yeah, like, he has done. One of the last trailers I saw was for... Yeah. He oh, was that like, one with Pierce Brosnan and him coming yes, out? Yes. Yes. That one, I. it's like a lot of his movies recently have been pretty darn bad. Yeah. Uh, and like, and it's like... That's gotta be so frustrating as a It is, like, because there's a movie that came out uh, called a, a, a Chinese Zodiac, which is like a sequel to the Armor of God movies. Which he plays the same character, but like 30 years later or whatever. And I was so excited to watch it. And there's there's some, because the trailer made it look like Jackie's back, it's baby. It's it. He, it's yeah. Armor of God. Exactly. But uh, it... There's just like was so much bad CG in it yeah. that's just like, ugh, you know. Any CG in just like a normal movie makes me like, there's like a scene where they're being chased by dogs and like ugh. hedges and it's all on green screen. I'm like, why would they I do that? that? Yeah, I so that's a bummer. But like, I mean, the body, like he's been in well over 50, like I think over like 60, maybe 70 movies at this point. Maybe I he's can't been like fathom. a thousand movies. <laughs> but. He, he's just like I think that he's like a screen legend that maybe people don't understand or like he's been relegated to like this like uh, like not a punchline but like I don't think the people quite understand what he's done for movies and like how prolific he is and like he might he's probably in the top five of most recognizable people in the world like I bet you're right yeah and like I feel like he never quite got his shot. In America, well, I don't know. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why I was interested to see if there were any other like American movies that you think kind of flew under the radar. Oh, American movies! I the, all the ones that I mentioned were Chinese. Movies. Oh yeah, I know, I know, but, um, no. Uh, yeah, American movies. Uh, uh, no, I, <laughs> just, but I mean, it makes sense though. Like we yeah. would have known. That's just kind of how like the American industry works. I right. think is like you know about the ones that are are worth seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, he's just like a screen legend that like he's one of the most popular movie stars of all time and he's been in some movies and like the things yeah, like there's a direct like do you know who Tony Jaw is? Mm-mm. He's like this Thai uh guy who like maybe about 10 or 12 years ago people were like he's the next Jackie Chan, he's the next Bruce Lee because and he's like from a little tiny village in Thailand. Is he in the raid? Yeah. I, d- I haven't seen the raid. Uh, he is in Fast and the Furious. One of the six. newer the, the ones. Sec- the one that came out before the last one. Okay. Uh, and he had like a bit part in it, but like maybe the seven. Because one. but he like stopped making movies for like I ten years he because might. he became a monk. No <laughs> yeah. way. He was like, oh, I'm done. But like the reason he got into it was because they would show Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee movies like in his tiny village. No Like they'd set, set up a projector and like. And, like, he'd watch them and go, like, I want to be that guy. That's so And so he cool. just found – but he's like, I want to be that guy but for Thailand. So he's made – that guy, he's made, I think, 
five or six movies at this point uh, in Thailand, and they're all great. And he's he's fucking awesome. Like Ong Bak and Ong Bak, the Ong Bak trilogy, and then the Protector. Uh, the Protect. I think there's three Protector movies now, but the Protector is like they're both. Pre- they all have the same plot, which is like. Someone stole someone something from this village, and he's got to go to get it back. Right. In uh, the protector, it's they stole the village elephant, <laughs> and he's got to go get the elephant back. And then Angbak, it's like a an, a, an idol. And then the second, the, the other two Angbak movies take place like in the past, like his ancestor. Anyway, that's a totally different thing. But yeah, but he's great. Also makes some pretty bad plot movies, but the action sequences. It is I really interesting. I. Th- I'm really intrigued by that Jackie Chan Pierce Brosnan movie because yeah. to me it's like if he could, you know, fill that role, yeah. it seems like there's like the a, old man. Yeah. Right. There's totally a place for him in the industry. And did you see concerned. the new Karate Kid movie with him and Jalen Smith? No. That I not bad. I heard I like honestly it. I heard it wasn't bad. And he's got some good I think people uh, people that are with were like snickering like cuz he's got like a crying scene in it. Mm. And some people are with like oh but I was like I was choking yeah, up. They pulled it off. Uh, it, maybe it's just cuz I love him, love so, him much. so much. Yeah. I'm talking about Jalen Smith at this point. <laughs> right, of course. Wait, yes. is it Jalen Smith? Uh or is that the, No, no, no. Um Jaden Smith. Jaden. Yeah. I knew I was when he said Jalen originally, it didn't like strike yeah. my ear right, but I couldn't put my finger on it because it's Jaden and Willow because their names are the other gender of oh, the couple. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I blow didn't your mind. That. Yes. Because uh, Jada Pinkett became Jaden oh and Will became Do Willow. Do they have a third kid? I don't think Good. so. I don't think so. Yeah. What would they Good. have named it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pinky and. and- <laughs> Pinky and Smith. Uh, oh, Jackie Chan Adventures is also a pretty good cartoon that was on when I was a kid. I never, I did not, was unaware that this was a thing. Yes. Did he, did they just like model uh, yes. things They just model a guy after him. He had an uncle, and he's got an uncle in most movies. In most of his movies, he's got like an uncle. Uh, I don't think he ever has parents. It's always an uncle. Classic. Yeah. Classic uh, Disney. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> cool. How do you feel like your love of Jackie Chan mm. has influenced you creatively and in the greater scheme of your life? Yeah. Okay. Um, I w- so in college, my for my senior seminar at my theater arts degree at UC Santa Cruz, like our final paper was just like right a biography of like a an artist that you love uh and i wrote about jackie chan that's awesome yeah yeah and so i did like research on his life and all that stuff and i think the thing yeah one of the things that i got from him was just like that comedy can happen anywhere at any point for any reason and like there's and that genres need not be standalone and yes and so i in everything that i write there will always be two things hopefully going on at the same time, maybe. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, yes, like be I did. Be it sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> be God, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so that, that's... I, a, I mean, I'm joking. I, no, I, yeah. I've said like, that maybe like Maybe there's a like joke. a sci-fi comedy podcast. <laughs> right. But seriously, I mean, it's always fun for me when I see seeing things like that reflected so clearly in yeah. pe- what people work on. Right. So it's incredible that you had that to point to. Yeah. 
And like the other thing maybe was just like that the most important thing is like entertainment. And I've understood that like entertainment is like valuable in itself Mm -hmm. maybe. And so like, yes. And that, yeah. And, you know, from that, those bloopers, I've always been like, oh, it's hard to do things. (laughs) You know, you got to try things over and over again. Not a lesson I've ever taken to heart, but I understand (laughs) it to be true. Uh, that's, that's why I improvise and not try hard. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. One day I was thinking to myself that if at first you don't succeed, try, try again is a really stupid thing because if there was something that you succeeded at the first time, why would that even be worth doing? Yeah. Like what is easy enough that you can do it the first time right, you try yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. My, um, The teacher that was in that, that was the professor of that class, Patty Gallagher, she, um, uh, she always said, I don't know if she made it up or she got from somewhere else. I'm going to say she made it up, but she probably got from somewhere else. (laughs) But she would always say, try, fail, try again, fail harder or something. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Try, fail, try harder, fail harder. Love it. Yeah. Love Um, it. Yes. She's the best. Uh, so Yes, that interdis- interdisciplinary thing, and uh, I thought of something and I forgot. But, Interdiscipline, the oh, and entertainment first. Yeah, and nothing's more entertaining than like seeing the human body move. Oh, know? that's interesting. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong about no, that. No, I think that's true, though, because there's, there is, it's like I said, those slapstick kind of, you know, visual yeah. gags, they transcend. And they're still funny. Hum- yeah. Yeah, and they're all... Yeah, it's transcend language. Seeing someone get hit in the nuts is always going to be funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's part of the reason why the Fast and Furious movies make so much money. Yeah. Is because internationally, people just like watching cars yeah. go really fast. Yeah, and, hey, man. I love it. You know? And, and so if you can do that with comedy and transcend the language barrier and with action and you know, obviously most action because you're just watching it yeah. transcends the language barrier, that's what... That's universal. Yeah, you know? exactly. So those universal themes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing Thanks this. Thanks for having me. This, this was, was great. A total joy. Yeah, I was worried about remembering. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, was, I'm, I, uh, I have a thing like it probably comes from an imposter complex where like I have to know if I say I like a thing, I have to know every single thing about it. Sure. But yeah, and so, and I guess I do know a good amount about J- Jackie Chan and his life and his work, but. I forgot, like, oh, yeah. The most important thing is that I love it to death. Right. And every time I watch it, I get so excited. And it, even in, like, Skip Trace, which I w- watched <laughs> I watched half of it and then came here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was, there were moments where I was like, Jackie, Jackie. baby, he's so good. He's still good. <laughs> yeah. And he was phoning it in for a lot of it, too, which was <laughs> uh, the only time that I'd ever seen it. But I was really? like, oh, yeah, he always goes 110%. But there's parts, and also he's fucking 68 or whatever. Yeah, sure. So, like, there are parts where he's just staying still going, what, 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 what. That's really But he still did it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I love it so much. Uh, this makes me want to, like, marathon a Dude. bunch of his movies. Yeah, please. Listen back. I've recommended I think thirty of them. Yeah, as right. As uh, but also, you should watch the raid because that movie yeah. kicks Dude, serious ass. People have been telling me about that. I for, uh, Harrison George was always like, "You got to watch that." That checks out. Yeah. I, I I am not even a huge action movie person. Yeah. Uh, it's just like not what I go to the yeah. movies for. But honestly, hearing you talk about the action and comedy kind yeah. of being entwined makes me more interested in it. But man, the raid is just it. 
I have never seen a movie like that. That's like, awesome. It, it kicks a lot of ass. So I gotta watch it. I would extend that to anyone within the sound of my voice. <laughs> if you're like getting into hearing about the, all these martial arts movies and, and such, uh, you gotta check it. I, I never saw the second one. I heard it was pretty good, but yeah. Uh, Anywho, <laughs> thank you so much for doing Thanks this. Thanks for having me. I love you, and I mean that, man. I love you, too, and I mean that, man. Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today, and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.